Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Left-handed shot. Gallops to center ice. Way wide right. Now he'll cut back to the middle. Beauvillier in. And roll on him. The Avalanche win. Georgiev gets the better of Sorokin at the end of the day. And it's King George indeed. It is a 26 safe shutout. And all three stops in the shootout for Alexander Georgiev. Evan Rodriguez, the only goal in the shootout of the hockey game, and Colorado wins it. Final score, Avalanche won, and the New York Islanders absolutely nothing. Sports Radio 92.5. The Avalanche with a 1-0 shootout victory at home over the New York Islanders and Ilya Sorokin. Yes, 1-0. No goals were scored in this game whatsoever. The only tally, which actually isn't a tally because it comes in the shootout, is Evan Rodriguez on a beautiful backhand forehand move that tucks us over the right side of Sorokin. Uh, and... Alexander Georgiev lets nothing in, not even in the shootout. Absolutely nothing by him in the Avalanche defensive end. This was as exciting a 0-0 hockey game as you can have. I thought this was wonderful. It was up and down. It was a masterclass in back-checking and back pressure. The Avs hit like three different posts. The Islanders got away with 2003 New Jersey Devils levels of obstruction and hooking and interference, but the referees let these two teams play. It was physical. It was fast. The goaltending was phenomenal, and the Avalanche get the extra point in the extra frame. They improved to 17 11 and two. Welcome into Between the Pipes, presented by Carrier Colorado. I'm your host, Alex Ryan Emmy. You guys know me better as Raj, joined as always by my co-host, the radio machine, Mark Springer and Jordan Berg on the ones and twos behind the glass. Uh, Spring, uh, we normally are used to goals, goals, goals galore for the Avalanche, even in this type of uh, injured roster era that we have in the months of November and December 2022. Not the case tonight. No, uh, I'm, I am a little surprised that this was a scoreless game. But at the same time, when you watch it play out scoreless in regulation and overtime, that is until Evan Rodriguez got the only goal of the night. It's not really a goal, though. Um, 
So I was thinking about this game last night, and I was really impressed with the Avs in their win on Saturday night against Nashville. It was just such a clean game. I mean, the Avs are so aggressive on the forecheck. They're so responsible defensively. They're where they need to be. They pick their teammates up. It was certainly an improvement on the Buffalo game where I thought they played like that for a lot of that game, but we're a little sloppy in certain aspects. Um, Nashville doesn't have a Tage Thompson who's going to dangle in front of the net like that or a Darlene who's going to freaking snipe in the slot. Uh, And quite frankly, nor do the New York Islanders. Uh, So, you know, the Avs got outskilled a little bit uh, with some young up-and-coming talent against the Sabres. But ever since that, that Bruins shutout, where it was Miko and a bunch of guys and Jared Bednar kind of calls his team out. And I mean, at the forward spot, you know, you still got Kale back there, you know, two, one shutout loss against the Rangers. Uh, you go to St. Louis and Miko gets the hat trick and wins. These games have been just really clean. Having Lekkanen back, having Nachushkin back helps so much, but this is just one of the smartest, most disciplined teams, arguably the most in the league And now they have goaltending behind them that gives you a certain degree of calm as well. Uh, When, when, when Nathan McKinnon and Gabe Landeskog are back, this, this team is as dangerous. It's more dangerous than any team in the league. And right now they're showing just how smart they can play. And it's kind of giving them like this little goal, this little task to prove it what is they, a carrot what they can be without mckinnon and landeskog right now that's exactly what it is it is a carrot at the end of the stick that otherwise would not be there right now right this would be the doldrums of the season when are we going to get to you know the trade deadline so we can finally see the end of the regular season finish line in front of us so we can finally start the true goal the true season of winning yet another stanley cup championship that wouldn't exist right now now with the healthy roster i asked connor mcdavid or mcdavid connor mcgahey uh, a few weeks back when everybody was injured right going into the boston game 5-1 loss they had no chance in that hockey game uh what was that i think it was three wednesdays ago at home it was either two or three wednesdays ago at home and i asked what kind of hellish deal did we make with the devil and connor went no deal with the devil this is just this is just equity Right. This is this is bringing the avalanche back down to the level of the rest of the league. And now you're seeing them take a week or two to figure out how to play with this roster, how your top guys, Miko Ranton looked great tonight. Sam Gerard was fantastic. Comfort continues to play well. This is arguably uh, Alex Newhook's best game of the season. They're finding yeah. ways to play like this. And then, as you said, when McKinnon and Landeskog come back healthy, and I know Andrew Cogliano goes down injured today uh, with a shoulder injury, no update quite yet. But when they all come back and they're healthy, there's there's not a team in the West that can play with them. Not one team. Maybe not the entire league. And I know that they won one nothing in a shootout tonight, but you take that effort that they put out there and add top-level skill even more so to it, this is just such a dangerous team. And and they answered the bell entirely with Nathan McKinnon out. And Landis Gog, we always knew, was going to be out there. I mean, they stepped up to this challenge. Jared Bednar challenged them. 
And, and this team is taking this opportunity not to go, woe is me, but to step their game up, focus more. Now it's all about the little things. You might not have a Nathan McKinnon punch, but you can tighten things up. You can play as a more cohesive unit. They have absolutely answered this bell. They threw 92 pucks at the net tonight. 92 pucks at the net. Sorokin was fantastic. I don't think Mm -hmm. he had to like stand on his head. I believe this was Ilya Sorokin playing his A game. Yeah, and I'm a little surprised by it too just because he's now 0-6 in his last six starts. And before tonight, uh, last three games allowed five goals, three goals, five goals. So he was coming in cold. He's had a good season overall. He's right there with Alexander Georgiev, uh, like 26 years old from Russia, having a breakout season until the last few games. But he he stepped up tonight. I mean, he saw who was across the ice from him, Alexander Georgiev. He wanted some tonight. I tip my cap to Ilya Sorokin. He was tremendous. This is... This is the most shots toward the net that the Avalanche have had in the last four seasons, if I'm correct. Dating back to 2000, yeah, to, to 2019, 2020, the most shots they have thrown at a goal, 92. You're, I and guess they couldn't you're, score. you're just missing, you know, a lot of at least three posts tonight. You're missing that tip in front. You're missing. Uh, a true finisher. I mean, gosh, when was it late in the game that Evan Rodriguez sets up JT Comfer has a wide open net, but the puck sits on its on its side, on its edge. So that forces him to just get underneath it. If that puck was on its, you know, circular surface, I mean, JT puts that dead center and it's one nothing in regulation in the third. So many chances tonight. Uh, just bad puck luck that'll happen. Um, but also, you know, you are missing Nathan McKinnon, who's your ultimate finisher. 26 block shots from New York tonight. 10 shots on goal from Miko Rantanen. Uh, that leads all players in the game this evening. Six shots apiece for Devon Taves and Sam Gerrard in the back end. At another four from Kale McCarr, who plays 31 minutes tonight. Yes, 31 and a half minutes in a regular season game. I thought he was great. Hey, that's not even the best story about Kale McCarr today. I know. He was a good boy. Uh, he absolutely was. Uh, you you want to get into this now or take a break and talk Kale uh, on the other side? We'll take a break. We'll tell you how Kale has never told a lie in his entire life. I'm Between the Pipes, Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5. And what can Erod do? He's a right-handed shot. Speed to center ice. He'll go wide right. Left side of the rink. Rodriguez. Oh, he threw on the break. Snow went flying. It's a blizzard in the crease, and it was a tap in. Oh, that's tasty. Serve me up some more of that, Evan Rodriguez. He's two for two on the year. Evan Rodriguez, the only puck that, well, went over the goal line tonight. A 0-0 game going into overtime, a 0-0 game going into the shootout. The Islanders fail to score on all three of their opportunities and Evan Rodriguez, the lone goal scorer for the Colorado Avalanche as they skate to a one nothing shootout victory. The last time that the Avs did that was all the way back in April 9 of 2015 when goaltender Reto Berra did the same exact thing to the Winnipeg Jets. Ryan O'Reilly and Matt Duchesne were the two goal scorers in the shootout for the Avs in that hockey game. Reto Berra did not let a single shot 
go in. Uh, let's see how many shots he saw in that game. 41 saves. Hey, Reto Berra is still playing. He's playing. He's got to be in the Swiss league, he's right? He's in Switzerland. He's been there for years. I, I, I've, I've seen him in a lineup. He's played for like, I'm counting like six Swiss teams. Speaking of that, the Avs trading for Dennis Mulgan today for Dryden Hunt, which was a little bit of a surprise because Dryden Hunt has been maybe the best AHL journeyman dude that the Avs have played this year. Uh, good four checker plays that hard abs brand of style that we saw tonight, but, and I didn't realize that Dennis Mulgan is still only 25 years old. He's young. Cause I remember him when he was on the Panthers. And the reason I remember him is because every time they, the, the commentators would say Mulgan, I'd be like, wait, Evgeny Malkin's on the Panthers now? No, he's not. You're lying to me. No, oh, Malgin with a G. <laughs> and then you realize, well, Evgeny Malgin is another, what, seven inches shorter than Evgeny Malkin is? Well, you just, you know. Or, I'm sorry, like, Dennis Malgin. You know, I'm, I'm eating my cup of noodles, and I'm just, you know, I'm not even watching the screen, and I hear Malgin, and I'm like, what? That's, am I watching a Penguins game? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but this kid's only 20, 25 years old, and the Panthers, you know, give up on him, I guess. And then he goes and plays in Switzerland as a early 20-something. And then I guess the Maple Leafs uh, had his rights and traded him to the Avs. So Joe Sackick sees potential in somebody who, you know, was the 102nd overall pick in the 2015 draft. Respectable draft position. I don't think either one of those guys was really going to make a, a big-time difference on any NHL team that they're either playing for or in the organization for uh, did Dryden hunt fill a role. Yes. Do I think he filled it uh, admirably? Yes, I do. When he was up here, would I have expected Dryden hunt to play playoff minutes as a fourth liner? If guys had gotten hurt, no, especially with how well Ben Myers has been playing in his second stint back up. Uh, in the National Hockey League, I think there's just more players that will will fill in. Like I, I would expect Jared Bednar to play fourth line right wing. If they need someone to fill in, you know who's probably going to do it? Curtis McDermott. Sure, probably, but okay. So Joe Sakic takes a waiver claim that turned out to be okay, an, a little Nicholas Obey Kubel esque, right? And turns it into a guy that he sees even a 1% chance of a reclamation project in that's a win on return for your investment on a waiver claim. You're I right. think you're right. It might turn into nothing likely outcome. It does amount to nothing, but you know what? That's a good rollover into your next investment from just a stupid single <laughs> waiver claim. I, I saw a tweet that the DNVR guys were talking about. This is trading a Pepsi for a Coke. Yeah. But you look at that Coke and you're like, that looks better than this Pepsi. Mm -hmm. It depends depends where you are, right? Because anytime that you're in a Coke arena, you want a Pepsi. And it's the other way around. Anytime Uh that you're in a Pepsi arena, you want a Uh Coke. There's there's more upside in Mulgan than there is in Hunt. I thought you were going to say there's more upside in Coke. Um, All right. Curtis McDermott plays three minutes and 52 seconds uh, playing both on the back end and forward side today. He had six, sorry, not six hits, uh, three hits today uh, in his return back to the lineup. We also had Kale McCarr do something very, very interesting 
And this happened early on in the game. There were only three penalties called all game long. There was a lot of tripping, a lot of hooking, a lot of holding, interference, all that type of crap today that went uncalled. And I don't think it it muddied up the game at all. They The referees didn't call anything. So as long as you are consistent, that's all I care about. But there was this weird play behind the net with Kale McCarr wheeling around his defensive net like he typically does and Matthew Barzell chasing around the short side. Barzell does get his stick up around like the bicep area. It's turned over. It looks like he does try and tug a little bit, but he just completely misses. We've seen that and and less, frankly, called hooking, slashing, something obstruction in today's NHL. Ends up getting called for a hook because Kale goes down to the ice. But right after that, McCarr gets up and says, hey, I blew a tire. Don't worry about it. Does the old Alex Ovechkin thing that we saw him do at the beginning of the season when he took an inadvertent hook and fell somehow because he fell on his own accord and waved off the referee. The abs were going on the power play. Referees put the flag back in the pocket, so to speak. Yeah, and... You know, when Kale waves to the ref, it certainly did look like he was it was a wave in the sense of, nah, don't call that. Uh, That's on me. That was on me, even though I wasn't sure if that's what he did. Now, after the game, he confirmed that that's what he did. And it certainly looked like that's what he did. But I wasn't sure that's what he did because, yeah, I mean, Barzell does technically hook him. I mean, that's. A new thing in the NHL. If they, if your stick is up and on the body, they call it. You've seen far, far less called in today's league. We, we were talking during the break. The last game for the Avs against Nashville. Miko Rantanen got called for this ticky-tack little slash on a Preds player's calf. It just barely tapped it, and the ref was immediately just like, nope. Kind of like the ref who threw the flag on Terry McLaurin. He was just like, nope. Immediately just threw that flag on Miko Rantanen. Um, how about that flag on Terry McLaurin where he looks over to the referee and is like, Hey, am I all good? And the guy gives him the nod, the ball snapped and he just Uh, launches a flag out of his pocket. That was a referendum on Dan Snyder. That's all that that was. (laughs) (laughs) That ref was throwing the flag because the league told him screw Dan Snyder. Um, but yeah, my point here is that was a hook, but kale by the book, by the book. But I guess Kale, in his mind, because he's such a confident player and he he prides himself on knowing the rules so well. And well, he, he is very arrogant, if you were to ask he's uh, very, yeah. Yeah, some, some New York media, Brooksy. <laughs> okay. So, but, but in his mind, he's like, no, that's not the reason I went down. I screwed up. I am so good that I can admit when I screwed up. Um, but it was a hook. I mean, I guess Kale is just the most altruistic man ever. You know, he knows what is responsible for taking him down. And, hey, you want to know what that inadvertently does is now how much more weight does it carry when Kale argues a call? Because now the refs are like, this dude only speaks when he knows he's been penalized. You know how many Lady Bing votes that he just earned tonight? (laughs) Yeah. That's He's a like, gentleman. listen, guys, That's a gentlemen. listen, guys, I'm the odds on favorite to win the Norris. I'm like third right now behind Connor McDavid and Tage Thompson to win the MVP. Just give me the lady Bing. I want everything. Can hey. you give me the Selkie as the league's best defensive forward? He's easy. He may as well be a forward. <laughs> um, you know, and like the World Cup just finished up. 
I mean, these dudes will go down when air touches them, you know, in the NBA. I love the NBA, but, you know, guys will sell calls, but not Kale. But he apologized to his teammates after the game because you want the two-minute advantage no doubt. for your team. This is what Peter Baugh had uh, as a quote from Kale McCarr. I believe this is to uh, the entirety of the media at Ball Arena tonight. And I quote from Peter Baugh's Twitter account at Peter underscore Baugh. Uh, of the athletic the ref that called it wasn't the one at center ice i don't think he had a good angle on it i think i would have felt a lot less guilty if i didn't say anything than if i did i apologize to my teammates i don't plan on doing that again i mean you know this confirms he's never cheated at anything in his life nope but this is the complete opposite of petty kale that we saw a few weeks ago but this shows that kale only gets petty he knows the rules so well that when he's wronged, he's essentially calling you dumb. <laughs> and he's telling you, he wants to show you, maybe it's a little passive aggressive, but you screwed up. I do love the thought process of like, yeah, I don't need it. I'm good, man. Thanks. He just has so much pride that he he couldn't accept it. He's like, no, that wasn't a penalty, even though it technically was. But in Kale's mind, it didn't interfere with him. He He tripped on his own accord. And he doesn't want to be given a bailout card. Kale McCarr never told a lie in his entire life. The Avs won nothing winners in the shootout the first time since April 9 of 2015 that the Avs had had a one nothing shootout winner. Reto Berra getting that win back there in 2015 for the Avs over the Winnipeg Jets. This time it's Alexander Georgiev outdueling Ilya Sorokin of the New York Islanders. We'll take a quick timeout, come back on the other side with more Between the Pipes presented by Carrier Colorado and Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. It is Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Alex Ryan, Emmy, Mark Springer, Jordan Berg on the ones and twos behind the glass tonight on Between the Pipes. Presented by Carrier Colorado. From heating and cooling to healthier indoor air and full control at the touch of a button, visit CarrierColorado.com to find a local carrier expert and feel the comfort. The Avs one nothing winners at home at Ball Arena over the New York Islanders. They get their 17th win of the season, and they have five games remaining in the calendar year. I said back when they lost 5-1 to the Boston Bruins spring, if they were 17-17-1 by the end of the calendar year, I would have been ecstatic. They are well ahead of that pace right now. Yeah, they have won four of their last five games. Only game that got them was, again, just two really nice skill goals from Tage Thompson and Rasmus Dahlin. And, you know, the Avs have just had scoring chance after scoring chance in this five-game stretch. Uh, they are missing a couple top-tier offensive players in their own right, but getting Lekin and, and Nachushkin back has been tremendous. This team is so disciplined, responsible, playing such smart hockey right now. They're just miss missing a little bit of a finishing touch. But you know what? Miko can absolutely do that. We we've seen him have a couple goals recently, a hat trick recently, a power play goal recently. All of them were just great. Ten shots on goal tonight, like you mentioned. Hit a crossbar. Uh, I, I mean, Miko's playing like not just a, a top-level player right now, but a top-level leader right now. With Landis Gog out, I noticed Nathan McKinnon kind of stepping his demeanor up and the way he carries himself on the ice playing more like a leader. I noticed it from Nate. I'm noticing it right now from Miko. Now with Nate out, it's like this trickle down effect and guys are answering the bell and they are, they're stepping up into roles that maybe they didn't expect to be in. 
this season. Raj, you're so right. Alex Newhook looked great tonight. I mean, it's coming. It's coming along for him, and he's playing on a great team to develop on. There's just so much promise right now with this squad. There's no panic in needing him to get up to speed tomorrow. There's no panic in needing him to get up to speed by the time January comes. As this roster is set up right now with Evan Rodriguez getting back, you can take your sweet time. And if Alex Newhook is... 23 by the time he's ready to take over the second line center so be it he's coming along man ben myers looks good jt comfer might be playing the best hockey of his career just from a complete game standpoint everyone's just missing a little bit of the goal scoring touch right now but other than that this entire team is clicking in every other facet of the game Let's head around the NHL scoreboard. The Stars continue to win games 19, 8, and 6 as they currently sit atop the NHL's Central Division with 44 points. They lead the Winnipeg Jets, who currently have 41. Uh, however, Dallas has played two more games, if not three more games, than everyone else in the Western Conference's Central Division. They get the 2 1 win on the road against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Jake Ottinger gets yet another win there for the stars the capitals 4-3 overtime winners tonight at home against the detroit red wings no goals from alex ovechkin so he still sits directly at number 800 for the third straight game in a row yeah and i want to go back to that dallas win real quick uh jake ottinger is promising he's going to be interesting in the playoffs he is uh dallas with that win tonight up to 44 points in the central the abs with the win up to 36 points. You know, you're, you're eight points back of Dallas. And this was something I was thinking about last night when I was thinking about this Avs game tonight is, you know, the Avs are still 11 games away from, from playing 41 games, the midway point of the season for them. And 11 games, you know, takes at least a couple weeks. It's, you know, we're still a couple weeks away from the midpoint of the season. It is still early, but it's also not. I mean, Dallas continues to play well. Winnipeg continues to play well. This was a big game for the Avs tonight to get two points and and keep yourself in striking distance from the Stars and Jets for when your your reinforcements all get healthy. Speaking of those Stars, Jason Robertson. Yeah. 24 tucks on the year. He gets the game winner in the third period with just one minute and seven seconds to go. Uh, yeah, that's... Jason Robertson continues to play unbelievable hockey. He he's going to go down as one of those players this year that go, wait, he scored 50. Sure. And you're going to forget about it because Connor McDavid's going to score 65. Uh, the Bruins seven, three winners over the Panthers. They continue to be nearly unbeatable at home. Still have not lost a game in regulation uh, thus far this season. They're 25, four and two. They crush the Panthers at home. And the Panthers are struggling, 15 and 14. They're struggling with some injuries, too. You know, Sasha Barkov's been out a lot this season. Speaking of flying under the radar. Yeah, yeah, they miss him. I mean, it's it shows that they need him. I mean, you have an Anthony Duclair who's out with an Achilles injury. He'd be nice forward depth for them. Uh, just too many injuries are ultimately catching up to them. And Boston's damn good. But, man, oh, I want to replay those Bruins game with a, with a healthy Av squad. The Predators 4-3 winners over the Oilers at home. They get the win or the uh, winning goal from Carrier, Alexandre Carrier, two minutes and 12 seconds into the three-on-three frame. Connor McDavid, no goals, but he does have two assists to add to his NHL leading 64 points. Tage Thompson currently holds the number two spot, and he is 15 points back. 
Connor McDavid is going to light the scoring charts on fire this season. Yeah. I don't think he's going to score 50 goals in 50 games, but I do think he's going to score north of 60. And you could see this being a guys. You could see this being a 145 point season. Like he is, he looks as good as Connor McDavid ever has. Yeah. And it's a, sh- I think the Oilers will ultimately be ultimately be okay. They miss Evander Kane. Who's out with a hand injury. And Jack Campbell has not been worth the money. Nope. You knew he wasn't going to be. If he was <sighs> worth the money, Toronto would have kept him. Yeah, probably. They would have found a way. Yeah. We all knew Jack Campbell outkicked his coverage. I, Soup, I, as they call him. I, I saw that the Oilers extended Stuart Skinner today, who's been, he's been okay, and he's been their best goaltender. That's not good if you're Jack Campbell. Miko Koskinen, Cam Talbot, Skinner. Yeah. Campbell. What mm. What do you do? You guys are going to waste. Edmonton, I know you're not listening, but holy hell, if you listen to this, you're going to waste the greatest talent that we've seen since Sidney Crosby entered the league all the way back in 2004. You're going to waste it. Dude, I, I, I was telling you about it last year, man. And it kind of, I got thrown off the scent just a little bit when the Oilers made it to the Western Conference Finals. But you just wait until McDavid's contract is on its last year. See ya. He's going to walk. He's going to ghost that team so hard. They're going to get nothing for him. And he's going to sign with the New Jersey Devils and go play with Jack Hughes. The only way, the only way that Edmonton can make this work is you have to trade one of those two players. Dreisaitl has to be moved or McDavid. Choose one. Choose wisely. You, you know, trade Leon Dreisaitl, and then you can hopefully build a team around him because it's not going to work this way. It simply won't. They'll get to the odd Western Conference final, but guess who's going to sweep them every damn time? The Avs. Uh, moving on, Sabres, 3-2 winners, goals from Tage Thompson. Jeff Skinner as well adds his 16th of the year. Tage, 26 goals, good for second in the league right now behind Connor McDavid with 28 uh, they get their 16th win of the season against the Vegas Golden Knights. Come on, that 22 and 11. That's an, another impressive win for Buffalo. Yes, is that it not? is. That's a nice win. Another uh, one. Knights just had a, a win against the Islanders the other night. And New York probably looked a little sluggish today because of that. That's got to be my guess. Right, couple of games up near some elevation. You have two days off in between Vegas and playing the Avs, which means you're staying a night in Las Vegas. They probably had a little bit of the flu. Yeah, the Avs just outworked the hell out of them. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. I'm, I'm trying to build it an excuse for this team. <laughs> Blues win 5-1 over the Canucks this evening. Jordan Cairo scoring a hat trick to get his 14th, 15th, and 16th goals of the season this year they improved to 16 15 and 1 and they dropped the Canucks to two games under 500 and the Canadians get an OT winner from Mike Hoffman his seventh of the year just a minute and eight seconds into the overtime frame out there uh, at the mullet in in Arizona really good game Canadians 15 wins I don't care what you say man you go into the mullet and you win I don't care what Coyotes team is there. It's hard to win in the mullet. We got to go That's watch an Avs game at the mullet. Dude, we really do. That would be a good time.
Sure would be. I'll take a final time out here on Between the Pipes. Ring in the new year at Ball Arena with the Avalanche. New Year's Eve game watches the Avs take on the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday, December 31st at 5 p.m. And then stick around for post-game fireworks. Get your tickets now at coloradoavalanche.com. Raj and Spring, Between the Pipes. We'll be back in three minutes and get you guys some winners on Bet the Pipes. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Tune in tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. to hear Coach Bednar on with Mosier, Lombardi, and Kane. It's the latest from behind the bench and in the locker room, and it's only Tuesday mornings, 8 o'clock, right here on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. You can watch that on Altitude TV. Listen to it worldwide on the Altitude Sports Radio app on Denver's exclusive home for the 2022 Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. It's the Jared Bednar Show with Mosier, Lombardi, and Kane. Again, tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. right here on 92.5. Avs win one nothing in a shootout. Evan Rodriguez, the lone tally on the game for any team coming on the second opportunity for the Avs. Wait, first opportunity? No, he went first. Evan Rodriguez went first. Yeah, he did. And he's two for two in the shootout Same this move. season. Yeah. This time he stayed on his feet. Remember when we talked about that in the, after that Rangers shootout and how, you know, he had a good breakaway in the playoffs last year. Apparently, he does well at the shootout in practice. So, hey. I like it. Evan Rodriguez, a little ace in the hole for the shootout. That's <laughs> yeah, a little tool he has. All right. Last time we played some bet the pipe spring, you had the Rangers minus one and a half as they were at the Chicago Blackhawks, who are hapless this year. They cannot defend to save their lives. They're just waiting to see if they're going to trade away Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. They crushed the Blackhawks was it seven three seven one something like one. that seven one uh just a no contest there so you won that one going away at plus 115 I had a plus 444 three-way parlay that went out to Munich came all the way to Western Canada with the Calgary Flames we hit both of those legs three-way wins And then we went all the way over to the Eastern Seaboard with the Pittsburgh Penguins. They couldn't find a way to win a game against the Carolina Hurricanes. So we went two for three. We didn't win. It was really close, man. I mean, it was tied to two in the third period. Pittsburgh and Carolina. In Carolina, though, they got the late third period goal. Yeah, we had a chance. All right, but I'm going to go back to the Penguins here. But I'm not going to choose them to win. I haven't done this. Neither of us. I can't speak right now. Neither of us have done this quite yet. I'm just going to give you a goal scorer pick tomorrow. Did you know that there's only two teams that Sidney Crosby has scored more goals against in his career than the New York Rangers? Can you name those two teams? They all, they all have something in common. Um, The Flyers. Yeah. And the... Uh, you want to say it. Capitals? Nah, close. The Flyers and the Islanders. I'm Flyers uh, and the Islanders. Uh, Sid's got 38 goals against the Rangers, 38 goals against the Devils. He has 40 against the Islanders and 52 goals and 121 points in 81 games against the Philly Flyers. Just roast Philadelphia. Um, That being said, Sidney Crosby to score an anytime goal plus 165 tomorrow as they take on the New York Rangers. Book it. All right, uh, to pick NHL parlay for me. I am going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes minus 135 at home against the New Jersey Devils. It's about to happen, folks. It's about to happen. Uh, Both the Devils and the Hurricanes have 44 points. 
Both have played 31 games. The Devils have lost five in a row. The Hurricanes have won five in a row. Tomorrow night, the Hurricanes reclaim the lead in the Metro Division. They will beat the New Jersey Devils. Um, I do hope they start my guy Piotr Kochetov. I don't know if I'm saying that right still, but I like this young 23-year-old Russian goaltender. Uh, going up against Vitek Vanacek. I also, Raj, I'm going... What a goalie name matchup, by the way, if that's actually the case. <laughs> it very well might be. Um, Raj, I really, really like where your head was at with your Calgary Flames over the San Jose Sharks pick the other night. Great call there. It's unfortunate that the Hurricane or the Penguins had to screw you in that little parlay, but I am going to parlay my Hurricanes money line with the Flames money line. Minus 195. Uh, you parlay it together. It's plus 163. Flames playing the Sharks in San Jose yet again. Uh, I think that they're the, the Flames need to start sending some messages here. I think a two-game sweep in San Jose fits the bill. All right, there it is. Two-way parlay there. Carolina and Calgary have to win. And then Sidney Crosby plus 165 is my straight-up bet for an anytime goal against the New York Rangers for the radio machine. My partner, Mark Springer. For Jordan Berg behind the glass, my name is Alex Ryanemi. As a reminder, tune in tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. for Coach Jared Bednar with Mosier, Lombardi, and Kane. Avs win 1-0. We will see you Wednesday night. It's not too late, though. 6 p.m. puck drop as the Avs welcome in number one overall pick, Uri Savkoski and the Montreal Canadiens. Avs win 1-0 in a shootout. First time since Reto Berra. Reto Berra, you didn't think you were going to hear that this year.